0: For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized
1: plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care
0: and Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: Ohio Mina-san, what's up weaves and casuals alike. We are Baka and Company and we're here to provide you with a deep dive into all your favorite anime shows and movies. We'll talk about both new and old and everything in between except for some of that h material that people have been asking about however if you want uh to make a comment send questions comments concerns i said comments twice because i stopped reading my script seventh of Bakako podcast at gmail.com or at Bakako podcast on twitter we also want to give a huge shout out to akano on soundcloud for our intro on this show as you can see we have myself the sleep deprived detective drew tendo 64 We're going to also have the Vampire of Our Hearts, Frankfurter.
2: Coconuts. And the Moe
1: Cafe Made Magically Average.
0: What was the first word?
2: Moe. Moe.
0: Moe. Yeah, like cute, right? Coconuts. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Not coconuts.
2: (laughs) Well, Yeah, maybe not there.
1: What are we doing today, Drew? Today, we're going to be talking about Call of the Night or Yolfu. Hashi no Uta. and that took me three times to try and pronounce earlier correctly so i apologize you We're may be known recognize... as the
0: lo-fi anime you the lo-fi. your apology yes, has yes, been I accepted get that vibe. yeah
1: <laughs> the studio behind this is a studio by name i don't recognize but then by looking at their last few shows i do recognize it's called Liden films or Liden. you might have heard of them before from tokyo Revengers. And that's how, like, that clued in my mind. Okay, okay, I see this jam, I see this style.
2: Oh, they're doing um, My Master Has No Tail this season. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, well, nice.
1: suppose a kid from the last dungeon boonies moved to a starter town. Everyone's favorite isekai.
0: Oh, they have the best. That <laughs> was, yeah, I
2: watched that one. I, I regretted it.
1: <laughs> I watched the first episode, and I was like, okay, this is interesting. Watched the second episode, tuned out immediately. It's the same Come jokes
2: over and over, but it is what it is. Yeah
0: thankfully we're not reviewing that one today
2: <laughs> no that's next week
1: um so directed by tetsuya miyayanishi uh he is the chief director for this but he really hasn't done much other than storyboarding and mostly being an assistant director uh for various shows uh the his directed partner is tomoyuki Itamura. uh did a lot of directing on the monotagari series like five, six, seven different ones, uh, as well as the main director on one of them. And yeah, so you kind of get a, a very story-heavy vibe from what they've done, but also mixed in with a lot of mustache twirling and subplot.
2: This is the second... Sorry, I'm just going to do a side note. This is yeah. the second uh, episode, a.k.a. Baka Bites and then this, that... Fucking Magically Average is just playing with his mustache. He just can't keep his hands off of it. It's like a a child discovering their wiener for the first time.
0: I don't understand why I'm being... Listen, I'm on mute... I'm listening. Mm-hmm. I'm doing my own thing. Just leave me the fuck alone, God. <laughs> you just don't pay like, attention like, to the man I, in the yeah. Discord box. Well, okay. and no one. If if you're listening to the podcast, you'll never know. But you two goobers always have to call me out. So I'm just gonna, gonna. I'm gonna. Sure. I'm gonna put up like a just a like a a video blocker, just so that when I I could just twirl my mustache and peace
2: cardboard cutout. Just get a
0: cardboard cutout, just a
2: cardboard cutout just of become, yourself. Just become a piece of paper like Drew did. Yeah, the yeah, 2D. Yeah, 2D
0: yeah. boys come a paper, paper model. There you go. Paper boys.
1: <laughs> so, um, just a little bit of a glimpse into the plot. I'll get into some of our characters in just a moment. But we have our main character, Ko. He's unable to sleep. He starts wandering around his town, looking for something to do, something that excites him. Just kind of hanging out, stumbling around. And through his nightly adventures, he runs into... Nazuna who at the time we don't know she's a vampire we just know she's another creepy person and unknown to him she's got some ulterior motives and they start spending the night together going on adventures. So a little bit behind on who our main character is our vampire wannabe late night boy Yamori Ko is voiced by none other than Sato Gen. Uh, He's also doing the voice of Chrome over on Dr. Stone And you might recognize our vampire queen, Nanakusa Nazuna, voiced by Amamiya Sora. She's also voiced Aqua on Konosuba and Elizabeth on Seven Deadly Sins.
0: Hmm.
1: The only reason I really started figuring out who she was was when she gets really embarrassed by Ko like being close to her or making romantic gestures is that she does this like... Like yell and then heavy breathing, and it immediately reminded me of like whenever Aqua gets like distressed and like freaked out or something terrible happens. I was like, I I know this voice from somewhere, so I had to look it up and stop watching. I
2: know this groaning from somewhere.
1: (laughs) Hmm. I don't know if I'm concerned or. Well, when you put it like that.
2: I mean, what else would I put it like?
0: I was. I was just gonna leave it at that, and Hmm. yeah, we would just move on
1: usually when i think of aqua i always hear like the like her the vomiting bit where she's like throwing up in the corner but it's the the voice and the lead up to that event where she's like blah, blah, and then goes like yells and then throws up
0: Anywho. so when Nas Nas does, that,
1: does something like that i'm like oh okay that makes sense they're the, they're the same person
2: then you yeah
1: so um a little bit more into the show we find out like ko is also avoiding school, that he purposely is not going to school so he can hang out all night and have fun, and then he has other adventures and we meet other characters. But from there, I want to kind of touch on not the plot, but just a general, like, after watching the show, not the first three episode kind of feeling, but after we've seen it all, like, Frank, how are you feeling? Like, Is this a show that is going to start being recommended by you? Does the vibe kind of feel like something you enjoyed?
2: um so recommended by me probably not but did i enjoy the show absolutely i <clears throat> i love this show i i've read the manga since the first one came out in the united states that is um they're up to volume nine by now oh. so yeah there's a decent chunk out there but uh th- <laughs> tyler looked at me weird like is that right yeah that is right um, but yeah, no, I, but you're, I like
0: the, the anime went up to volume. Nine, no, 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 no,
2: like, no, no. Sorry. There are nine volumes out, but, um, no, yeah. I really enjoyed it. I knew that the beginning was going to be a slow burn and, uh, it was just one of those things. It's like, okay, at what point will they get into the meat and potatoes of the show? And that kind of, uh, without spoilers, spoilers, like happens around episode seven is when that all begins. So like, I knew going in that it was going to take a while to get there, but, um, Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it because it is such a unique piece and it's not for everybody. But if somebody's looking for just kind of like a chill show with a decent story and good characters, like, by all means, yeah, go watch it. Tyler, what about you?
0: uh, I'm going to disagree. I think if if I'm going to be particular, I think this is a show that anyone can get into. It's Really simple. It's got some beautiful art to it. At least I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought the environment, the way that they were able to make the nightlife feel like daytime and very vibrant was excellent. So it was very immersive in that regard. I think the characters are all good. Um, It's season one, so you're not going to see a lot of growth by any means, but I think that they've set it up well for what could potentially be you know, future seasons where you see more plot progression and character development. And I think the music's great too. Everything about it is fantastic. I don't, uh, there's really, I can't find too many faults in it. Um, I would say the story, maybe halfway through, if you can call whatever it is, a story gets a little choppy and weird, but in terms of the overall thoughts and feelings on it, I, I think this is, a perfect one to get into it's got vampires it's got pretty anime waifus it's got a derpy main character that is still lovable in weird ways uh and you get your we'll call her quote-unquote villain as well introduced so you have the conflicts that are arising towards the end of the season so i think yeah early people you know new anime watchers veterans Anyone in between, I think I can pick up Call of the Night and really enjoy it.
1: Wow, because I'm kind of on the fence about the show as a whole, whereas...
0: Yeah, your opinion doesn't matter because you don't like Odd Taxi, so we can, just, <laughs> we can just go next on that. We can what, just go like, next.
1: I enjoy a slow burn, but when a slow burn, like, I literally had to wait till a big event for this show to, in my mind, get good. Like, I enjoyed the character interactions and learning more about, like, mainly Ko and, like, his friends that are still trying to connect with him, still trying to interact with him, even though he's up at 11 p.m. and they're out cold or doing other things, and then we learn he screws up his friend's sleep schedule, but whatever. I'm I'm fine with the the plot building to those points, but to me it felt like it did take a little bit too long, only because the payoff is, like Frank said, like, episode 7 we get more into, like, who the vampire is and and what they do and why they do it kind of thing, but also into, like, who that main villain is. And when you do get introduced to them, you're like, oh, okay, this person's, like, a little shifty. Maybe they're interesting. Maybe they have something to do with this. But the real, like, story not happening till episode, like, 10, 11, 12, and then taking off for us to, like, season – or, sorry, episode 13 being, like – Hey, here's why we want to be renewed. And good news is, they are being renewed. They are going to get a season two. But I just felt it took too long to get there, and the journey wasn't worth it. So I did enjoy it, though.
0: I, I will counter. Granted, I'm also reading the manga. So, and I, honestly, I wouldn't even call this a bias in that regard because I, I feel like knowing the source material. It actually is a factor against what I'm about to say, but I think the entire sort of embodiment, like what Call of the Night embodies is this idea that you can take life slow and it's okay. Like you don't have to rush through life. You don't have to be top of your class. You don't have to be the one that makes all the money. You don't you know, have to rush into the next levels of your you know, career, whatever it might be. Basically, it's just this idea that you can take life slow and however you want it because it's your life. And I think that idea and that theme sort of emanates in how this, this entire season progresses and that it's a slow burn. Like, it's meant to be that way. I've, I've heard multiple people at this point describe, and I love the, the, the way it's being described like this too, that Call of the Night is like the lo-fi anime. Like, very chill, very relaxing, very soothing. And that's not just the music. It's the entire story. It's the characters. It's the environment. Like, everything about it, you just feel very relaxed. Now, granted, you have those jarring moments of, like, oh, yeah, they're vampires, and they're kind of kick-ass and whatnot. And, you know, they have, you have some really intense fights and uh, scary, well, sort of scary scenes, we'll call it. But in in overall, though it's really slow paced but i think that that feeds into what they're trying to get at or at least what is trying to get at and that i he wants to just live his life how he wants to you know he's not feeling the satisfaction of school he's not feeling this drive like other students to be first and move on to uni- you know he's in middle school so move on to a good high school and then eventually university like he doesn't have that drive anymore what gives him this sense of freedom and exhilaration is nighttime. Like all the things that happen at night when people are asleep and no one's around to watch, like all these cool things are happening and the night moves slower. It's, you know, no one's running around. No one's bustling. Like it's, everything's just slower. So I think, while yes, you know, you can look at it and be like, man, nothing really interesting happens until later on, until we meet more characters or until we see that quote unquote bad guy. I would say, yeah, that's true. But looking at the show holistically, like, you wouldn't want it to be all fighting crazy chaos from the beginning, because that detracts from this idea that, like, the nighttime is slow. The nighttime is supposed to move, like, methodically. It's not supposed to be the crazy chaos of the day where people are rushing off to work and, you know, running to school and doing all sorts of things. It's supposed to be nice and calm. And I think the story does a really good job of kind of pushing that idea and pushing that theme.
2: Yeah, I I agree with that. And I, I see the sentiment there. I do think that, again, when we were going into this, I had a little bit of worries about the art, but that was quickly put aside and the art was great. But the story wise, like just the way you described it and everything, I agree. I do wish that some of the filler episodes or some of the like the beginning episodes where they are just kind of like meandering through the park or, oh, how do I get a hold of you and whatnot? Like some of it could have been a little bit quicker paced, but then I don't think it would have been as just dis- or described as much of a like lo-fi anime as it is currently. Um, one quick correction, Drew. Season two has not been announced or it's not oh, renewed yet. All signs point to a season, season to hang- two. But oh, I misread been. that. That's me. No, you're good nothing has been concrete um but yeah I, I I like the the story and just like hey let you or like the story and its message of like live your life the way you want it to be if you want to be a night owl and only live at night sure go for it if you want to be a vampire fucking find vampires and uh you know become one fall in love with one and do that you know do the vampire thing but mm-hmm. it's not going to be for everybody it is definitely a slow burn and i know that whenever season 2 comes out will be a lot better story wise and i think the pacing will be a lot better because you do get into like a lot more of the characters and their story like their backstories and how they be beca- like you know how vampires work etc so whenever season 2 comes around i think it'd be an easier recommend because it's like hey season one is just going to be purely set up and environmental just like this is the world they're living in or like this is this is the mood and then season two will be like okay here's the story of the actual show
1: but yeah um no the way you guys have put it i kind of have like i i guess now a a more open perspective like if i look at the show being more like a roller coaster right we're we're at the point right now where we're leaving the station we're going up the hill and obviously you have to build that momentum you have to build that suspense you have to build that story so looking at it I guess with the help of you guys I can see what they've now attempted to do rather than expecting it to be all guns blazing kind of here's your characters here's your plot here's your end game. whereas this one's kind of like okay well we gotta dig the fire pit to build the fire to light the fire to get you to that point like we're not gonna give it all to you at once and it does a really good job of setting that tone of like, to borrow magically average's words, a lo-fi anime, and that was one thing that struck me originally because I have notes from episode one where I'm like, man, they like to reuse backgrounds. Man, these backgrounds are really boring. But by episode two, my notes are, holy shit, look at that night sky. This They're is so really fucking detailed. neat. Like, yeah, exactly. So I guess if I went went and rewatched it again, I would say like even if i did end up recommending is maybe take your time with it fully digest an episode don't i kind of marathoned episodes in batches so i would do like one two three four five six yeah right and just do it in groupings whereas i I think if i had planned it out better maybe to do one or two a night and just kind of sit back and let the those like exist in my brain and and just take their time it would have been better i Like, watching this on a weekly release schedule, like, unless I hadn't read the source material, I probably would have been tearing my my hair out trying to figure out what's coming up next, but fortunately, we live in a binge-type world for this series that just came out this summer, so that's good.
0: Yeah, and I honestly think, too, I I don't know, Frank might have a different opinion on this, but, like, having read the source material, I still kind of went in not really knowing what was going to be happening next because the story is very fluid, I'll say, where, like, sure, they're going to want to keep certain events in order from when they happen, but in terms of, like, how Frank described it as, like, the filler episodes, which I just thought were, like, you know, just standard episodes for the first season. Hard to call anything in a first season filler, but in retrospect, it is what many would perceive to be filler. Um, You could They could have done it any which way really and and, and it would have been fine um so i don't think it's it's any sort of show where you'd have to like really follow along episode to episode so while probably would appreciate it more if you watched it you know week to week uh i I think you can still binge it and still have the same appreciation but yeah to what you were saying drew like i immediately picked up because it was so it was like the first thing that i noticed and i was just in awe by it but the backgrounds, while they are reused, it's I think it highlights the fact that they're in this one particular area. They're in this somewhat metropolis area, I guess we'll yeah. call it. But the thing that stuck out the most to me were the backgrounds themselves, like the way the color palettes always matched certain so areas where they were at. Well, so so, the, so like what I picked up on was like when it's purple, that means like there's not a lot of lights on in the city. Like, the city's pretty dark. So the purple was to accent the fact that, yeah, it's dark out, but, you know, we still have to make it feel alive. Yellow, yellow sky meant that there were some streetlights on in this scene. And sure enough, like, they'll pan down to the actual street view and there's streetlights everywhere. Like, there were times where they really went kind of crazy <laughs> with with the uh, sky palette, but I think it it really was to ex- accentuate like the entire feel of the nightlife, like wherever the scene was going to take place, whether it was in a park that's in the dark of night. So it's the deep purple, or if it's outside of a bus station where it's like this weird, like hazy kind of turquoise blue or down a busy street with a bunch of street lights. So it's super bright and yellow, like that, those small little pieces while you, you know, you can probably pick up on here and there. Like to me, those stood out as just another, aspect of the show being like wow they they really spent their time and they really thought through like how they wanted to set up this because nightlife in some areas can be great like you think of like las vegas like yeah that's easy basically las vegas lives at night new york city a lot of other big cities across you know the world tokyo even you know in japan like have strong nightlifes but in a smaller city where this is taking place like there's probably not you know the hustle and crazy and you know, people flocking everywhere to go to bars and shows and whatnot. So you have to make it still feel like it's enjoyable and it's exciting. And they did that with the colors. And I I just was like, man, this is so pretty to look at. (laughs) Like, it's just, it's so pretty.
2: Yeah. Yep. No, like if it it has one thing going for it, it is that it is (laughs) very, very pretty. Yes. Minus the weird vending machine faces and (laughs)
0: <laughs> you you're so on that, and I don't understand why.
2: It's just the way they did the shadowing why. and everything. It was just so. I
0: liked it. I thought it was cool.
2: It's so different, but yeah, like it's in like general... the one scene.
0: It's like the one scene from One Punch when the mole guy is like crawling away, and then Saitama just shows up out of nowhere. He's like, "Found you!" It's like that.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but
2: yeah, I want
1: to. Yeah. I want to pivot into the plot a little bit more because
2: so spoilers I know ahead. It did...
1: Yes. So, wee-oo, why, wee-oo, why, why are you listening if you're not ready for spoilers? But we later find out that Cole is like, Yo, oh, I want to live in the night. I want to be the night. And
2: I want to be Batman.
1: He, no, he's being Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was born in it. By it. <laughs> you merely adopted the darkness. Uh, but Nazuna tells him pretty much she or he has to fall in love with her when she sucks his blood or at some point in time in order for him to be a vampire, be offspring. And there's this whole connotation about like how offsprings work and is it sexual? And this, whole, they get all the flustered and confused and she says bosom a lot. And he gets concerned that she uses that term instead of boobs. And
2: she she just says episode. all the dirty things and he gets yeah. so flustered. And then he talks about love and she's like, I don't know. Yeah. So she uses language.
0: like, <laughs> She uses like the more medical terms, yes, which yes. is funny too. Like when when they're actually talking about it, she like she was like coitus, like you must have coitus, which is hilarious. He's like, what what, what are you saying? Word. <laughs> <Coitus>. <laughs> yeah, he get,
1: he gets he gets concerned that she uses those words, and she, she gets concerned that Co uses love and romance, and we have to date and fall in love. Ew, but, gross. Ew, nasty. What is this Twilight? Um, and then i don't know well there's no werewolves yet so we don't know but yeah that'd
2: be a that's twist that's a
1: <laughs> what a twist but the the part i enjoyed was how they just kind of they don't immediately in this world say like you get bitten you're a vampire they that twist to how they become a vampire was very refreshing and then when we find out later on that there is someone who's been turned and how they got turned and like the whole story behind those two characters is a is a whole episode. But Co kind of goes on this mission to be like, you know what? I really don't know what feelings are, and I've never really felt love before. But today, dear diary, my objective is to fall in love with a vampire, and and here are my reasons why. So step one, find a vampire. Step two, like the vampire. Step three, question mark question mark. Step four, become the vampire. So like he he knows the lead up. He just doesn't know how to get there. And rather than this show i found didn't constantly have him like just harass her and like knock on her door every day like all right we're gonna spend consensual time together and you're gonna love me like it was more him discovering what those feelings mean and kind of coming to that conclusion himself so i really liked that kind of plot point was there maybe something different you were liking in this uh magically average was there
2: I think uh, real quick though, just to kind of go wow, back. Wow, magically to like, average. Your voice changed. Yeah, I know. Sorry, I just wanted to step in. Like the whole <laughs> him not knowing how to fall in love. I like I think a decent chunk of it might be for the fact that his mom is a single mom. Like I think him and his or her and his dad are divorced. Yep. So he lives with his mom. So it's like he wasn't ever really raised in a loving not necessarily loving household because you know his mom works to provide for him but she's never around to be around with him so it's one of those things that while she loves him he's not feeling you know all the love as like some like you know families would so i think that that is like a huge chunk of it and i think that like the whole description of his family life is very minimal throughout this season but um I think that that's a decent chunk of maybe why he doesn't know what love is. Plus, like, all of his friends, they're not really in love either. They're not really in relationships. So he's not really shown, you know, what love can truly be. And, you know, he's he's never really seen it firsthand. So I think that's why he's kind of like, I don't know how to fall in love, but I'm going to figure it out. Magically Average that's all you know.
0: I was going to say, I think the other piece, though, is the fact that... Um... You know, he's in middle school.
2: Yeah. I mean That's probably it too. Sure.
0: Yeah. But that aside too, I kind of going back to what Drew was saying as well, I, I I think the piece that I like the most about it too is that there's a lot of a lot of different sides to the story. And I say that meaning that they don't focus on one particular objective right the objective is not turn into a vampire while it is it's just one of many it's also explore the night time for ko because ko just decides one day like you know what i'm kind of done with school i'm bored it's not giving me any sort of sense of fulfillment like I, I need to find something else that will bring me happiness basically and it's like let's try out the night night seems interesting night's very mysterious let's let's explore so part of the entire season is just exploring the different opportunities that lay out in the nighttime. What, you know, what you can't do during the day and his chaperone for most of it is Nazana, the vampire. So then that leads another thing of like, okay, well now I have to know about vampires. What do vampires do and how do they live? So now part of the story is learning about the vampires. And then the other part of the story is, well, how do I balance my new, you know, sense of fulfillment in the night while also kind of keeping my friends around. Granted, I only have like two, but, you know, eventually they're going to know that I'm gone. So how do I deal with that? And they introduced that pretty early, too, of like his friends find out and they discover that not only is he skipping school and going out at night, which is immediately like a red flag, but I'm also hanging out with a girl all night. More red flags. Oh, and FYI, if I didn't mention it before, she's a vampire. FYI, vampires also exist too. Like FYI, FYI, FYI. Um, so red flags all over the place. So I, I think that's another reason why I, I feel that anyone can watch this because it doesn't have this weird main objective piece where you're like, oh, finally they're getting around to it and then the season's over. It's like, no, you can enjoy the season as it goes on because you're not, it's not honed in on one thing. It's, it's exploring every single piece that they're introducing bit by bit, piece by piece, because it is a slow build. It is supposed to move very methodically, and that's the whole idea and purpose behind the story, the characters, the plot progression. Again, this overall arching theme of the lo-fi anime. It's smooth and relaxing and calming. So mm-hmm. I think you can definitely, you can pop in, you can enjoy it, focusing on one piece, focusing on all of them. If you're like me just focusing on the art and being like wow it's pretty and yeah i just (laughs) there's there's a lot of aspects to this to this anime that i find incredibly enjoyable that i think is is something that truthfully it's sort of like a universal thing at this point where it's like it i don't think anyone can watch the show and hate every single bit of it there's at least one piece that they'll like it might not give you know someone might still not like it and we'll give it like a three out of ten but they'll still go okay this one part was fine or this ass this piece of it was okay like it's there's just too much in this for people to enjoy for someone to go i outright hate this from the bottom of my soul
2: did like it's have... just
0: it's did too you... enjoyable
2: did you have a favorite part about it other than like art but like Content-wise, story-wise, did you have a favorite moment?
0: A favorite moment? Oh God, I I love the part where, and I forget her name. She's the the vampire that's uh, just as as a schoolgirl, and she's like basically oh. the first one that he Midori. meets outside of. I didn't hear the name.
1: Midori. She's Midori. Uh, she, I actually have a separate question later on about favorite characters and.
0: Oh, okay. Well, apologies for no, introducing no, no. You're her early. Um he's she's one of the first ones that he meets that's not Nazuna, so he's like oh shit there's other like around oh, here no, sorry, that's that's um the i was blonde like one right yes yeah, sari the blonde sari, one yeah, correct my bad. um very good but like there's one scene where he like after th- they meet and there's a little bit of tension and stuff the next episode she sari sees ko walking down the street and she gets all excited and she's like hey ko and then like it moves to slow motion and Nazana just knees her in the face slow motion you see like the face jiggle and stuff and like the. and then she goes flying across the street and hits a pole like like stuff like that just pops out of nowhere like it's super calm and chill and then wha-bam vampire gets just basically shit rocked <laughs> well, in the, the best, middle
1: of the street the best part about that is not only just the animation and because I, I love when shows like dump their animation budget into one scene like that because it's just hilarious and fun but ko gets concerned and asks nazuna he's like what the heck did you do that and she's like oh my knee acted up
0: yeah <laughs> and it's just it was, one of those it like it's just a reaction yeah and
1: so it's like okay they've dealt with her before she's done this before clearly but i think that's that's another good point is when we start seeing the interactions between not just nazuna but the other vampires that are around that we slowly start learning that they all kind of hang around this town and they're out they all have their own things that they do was was a great way to like slow burn and introduce them Mm -hmm. because like we don't immediately find out like oh you're the vampire that had a trouble past you're the new vampire you're the older vampire you're the extremely horny vampire no like we slowly learn that like Sari has a story where she's kind of locked into being this like schoolgirl age. So it's really easy for her to make friends and talk to people and, and essentially feast because all these guys are terrible people and have thoughts, but she kind of says it's, it's really easy to make friends and make them fall in love with me, but I don't want that. I just like, I want,
2: I friends. just want a I want
1: to, Yeah. Yeah. I just want to be social and be, like spoilers for her she kind of has someone who's like her portable food source that just kind of stalks her and follows her around and she feasts on him once in a while and they have a nice developing story without getting too much into them but it's it was cool to see like nazuna's not the only one in this kind of a predicament where like they're trying to do something else besides make more offspring and copulate
2: yeah no um I think that that Sari was a a really good character and a good character introduction as to just like how different vampires can be and that life isn't necessarily so easy, breezy going as, you know, Nazana's life can be because Nazana, for all intents and purposes, hangs out at home, drinks blood when she needs to and just plays video games and runs a massage parlor whenever she needs money. (laughs) so it's just like her life is pretty easy she doesn't really care too much but you know you see these other vampires that are introduced and they all have their issues and they all have their different quirks about you know what they want to be what they want to do but you know the way that they are or how they you know look physically and kind of what what gender or what you know type of people they attract is just different and it's really it the the variety is very nice um I think that my favorite moment is came before, you know, the knee in the face moment. It was definitely in episode seven, where, you know, Ko meets uh, Sari, but, you know, he doesn't know that she's a vampire. And Sari goes to, you know, try to bite Ko. And Nazuna just pops out of nowhere, which that fluid piece of animation is fucking beautiful. But also just like she just gets into a fight with her and takes off her arm and then just. Continues the fight. That whole just sequence. It was just like, oh, they're not just like one. Like, granted, you know, there there had to have been more, but like, they're very territorial of their people, depending on the person, essentially. And you, this is kind of the first instance we see Nazuna really get protective of Ko, and um, kind of just what relationship they really are in. So to me, that that scene really started everything and I, to me was one of the more enjoyable scenes or moments in the show for me but like I laughed throughout the entire show like there are so many just dumb little jokes and puns and everything else that it's like it's it's a good show overall but that that one scene cemented it for me Drew did you have I liked, a favorite moment
1: um I liked uh like the mini detective episode and not involving the detective but the 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 vampire cafe episode where they're trying to find out like who's making scandalous pictures in the maid cafe and like with the peeping tom yeah and like how we find out like people are actually enjoying nazuna's service and how she can actually interact with the general populace rather than being the like loner vampire that she's been made out to be uh and that kind of also like joins into like apart from the main characters like i really liked midori the the vampire who's working at the maid cafe because like she needs a job and now she's like making it out to be like it's a popularity contest and only the best and all this stuff and like now, so now just keeps like slowly like raising that popularity meter and she's like why and like she slips up a couple times and slips into like a very like aggressive like gnarly almost gangster voice telling her to like Get bent and stuff, and everyone's like, No, 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 we well, are in public, be professional. And she's like, Oh,
0: I'm so sorry, yeah. just, she, let, just let it slip. Whoops, yeah,
1: it just, just kind of fell out. And um, I was listening to her, and I was like, I've, I've heard this somewhere else before. And she's voiced by Uzora Naomi, who plays Uzaki chan. So, hmm. Tyler, did you it. know that? I did not,
2: hmm. yeah. yes, sir. I love Uzaki chan.
1: I didn't the, know, but... That also led me to a couple of times where, like, I felt the animation team kind of took some liberties with physics and what they decided to animate. Because when they get squished in the locker, it's like, thanks. I was watching this for the plot, but I see you have added two more plots to my plate.
2: I mean, for all intents and purposes, like, these people are meant to try and make, like, these vampires are meant to try and make people fall in love with them, so... True. And and, and yeah. it is built into the story that vampires are very actually like, good-looking people they are very attractive yeah. by nature so well
0: and i think at that point it's also built in that the sort of vampire group talks with ko and they're like yeah you're never gonna fall in love with Nazuna because Nazuna doesn't really believe in love so you're basically just gonna have to pick one of us and then it becomes like a a race to see well who's gonna make Co fall in love with them or yeah like who, which one's gonna make Co their offspring. So it was like a challenge with all of them. Games, right? Speaking yeah. of
2: race, though, we never actually discussed that. Like in at the end of episode six, beginning of episode seven, Co finds out that he doesn't have an infinite amount of time to become a vampire. He has to fall yes. in love within a year. So there's right. like for all the conversation we've had. Keep that in the back of your mind of just like he's got a year; otherwise, they're gonna kill him because they don't want secrets of vampires getting out. Which I think is hilarious because he has two friends that are very much in the know that vampires exist, and they have not been approached by the vampires to well, our knowledge. Know yet.
1: Well, sorry, the vampires don't know about them yet, right? That's probably one of those spiderweb plot points where it's like, but oh, they've been, Ko, they've who been else keeping
2: their this? eye on Co. You would think that you know they would know his friends. So I don't well, know. That was just one of those kind them, of but... weird things to me.
1: Yeah. But it's one of those things like, we do we know like roughly distance, how close they're being? Are they using like
0: ninja or, hearing,
1: whatever they might have, right? I mean,
0: now? We don't even really have to go that far because there's the part with the detective, the actual detective. Oh, yeah. And not only do coast friends see like a vampire firsthand, but then it's basically like, this person's like yeah fyi i'm going to protect you from the vampires cuz i'm going to kill them all so it's like oh okay so <laughs> i guess since i've only ever seen a vampire attack someone speaking on the you know for co's friends like i've only ever seen a vampire get aggressive and almost kill me uh yeah i'm probably going to side with the detective so co what the fuck dude why do you want to be one of these things Right. So you have there's like a lot of layers to it, not only just the the fact that, yeah, Ko has a year to live, but it's it's the now it's a, it's a race against the clock to fall in love or to stay alive, like to not get murdered by this vampire hunter or, you know, prevent her from murdering anymore by killing her. So, again, lots of layers. And that's only just one piece of the story. It's there's a lot of other aspects, a lot of different little details that you pick up on as as episodes move on that you can. You can focus on it and enjoy and it still feels very like gratifying. It's not like a uh well, they're already deviating from the main plot. This is boring. It's like, no, this is really cool. They're setting up a lot of other pieces that uh make the, the entirety of the show just more enjoyable episode to episode.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I like I like how they capped it off with the uh, the last two episodes where like Co is given basically an information dump of like Here's Nazuna and, like, her, not life story, but, like, generally what she's about. Here's the detective and, like, here's what they're planning on doing. So he's kind of got a miniature race against time there to, like, try and catch up to her, try and, like, feel things out because we find out, like, they have a a falling out and shit goes down. But he's got literally has to catch up to her has to find her to like really cement that like he's he's in this 100 percent now
0: and i will say it's not spoiler by any means but it, if you enjoyed or appreciated the the little bits of nazina's background this season that is but the tip of a giant iceberg of back history
2: of story and, and
0: plot. In, in story plot building that is just now zuna not to mention all the other vampires too so yeah again season one if if you're if you're going into it thinking oh it's going to be just chock full of plot and story and character development well maybe dial it back a bit I, I,
2: <laughs> which is just, why i say if it had a season two immediately like yeah i'd, I'd recommend it to whomever but because it is I, such a slow burn and the story really starts to morph in the back half, but not really morph that well. It's more so introducing more characters. That's why I'm just like hesitant to be like, yeah, I would totally recommend this, but like knowing what's coming ahead in season two, once that's all out, I would say, yes, absolutely. Watch it. It's, it's a great show.
0: But... My, my main argument to that point too, though, is that this first season doesn't set itself up to be any sort of finality like you don't get the sense that, oh, this is the end of it, true if you're going in if you're going in blind and not having read you know the manga, there are other shows, cough, Glepnir, cough, that do have this feeling of finality that like you get the sensation that we're reaching an end point, and it's not, and it leaves this weird awkwardness when you when the last episode ticks off. so I think if you're first off. Just a side note, if you're going into any anime season that is not set up as a single one shot solo season or limited series, we'll say, and you are going, I need every checkbox nailed off. I need my character development. I need my plot progression and I need some sort of conclusion or finality, some summation to this. So I feel at ease then st- you are a sad human <laughs> being <laughs> and anime might not be for you. <gasps> I know, shock. So I think that's you know that's one piece to keep in mind. I, but again, I'm going to circle all the way back and this will be one of my final points I'll make. It, Nothing about this from the very start gives the impression that, yeah, this is going to be quick. It's going to be fast. We're going to get into it. It's going to be hot and heavy. Let's fucking go. The moment that it starts, you're like, Man, I kind of want to take a nap or like light a candle and snuggle up in bed and watch this. Like, it's very relaxing, very calming, and that's that's how everything moves. It's just don't think that you're gonna get thrown into a drag race and you're gonna scream from start to finish because it's not gonna happen. It's going to be a very slow, very methodical, very well paced and thought out show. From the very beginning to the very end. So just, you, you got to go in with that mentality. And I sh- shouldn't even try to impress that on anyone because you watch the first episode and you got the music kicking in. You got the incredible background. You've got these kind of goofy characters at the beginning. <laughs> like, you just get this kind of at ease feeling. And that's just, that's going to be the most, your the highest of highs you're going to feel. Sure, there's those kick-ass moments where there's fighting. And then there's some really slow moments. But your middle ground is just going to be this, huh, I feel really at peace. And I just want to, like, make some hot cocoa, sit by a fire, pull up a nice blanket, and just watch this. That's what you're going to do. Go do that. Go enjoy it that way. I promise it'll be the only perfect way you can watch this show. And especially with winter coming up, it's the perfect time. So go do that. Go watch it. Go. (laughs) So.
1: I think that's almost a a great way to start, like, summarizing and and ending this episode. Because, Frank, uh, we'll get your final thoughts. But just with how we've discussed it, and it's almost, like, changed my process and my thoughts on this show while talking it out. I think having these sort of discussions, a podcast, whatever you want to do when you talk about anime, is a great way to evolve your thinking. Because, like, I came in, and and I'll be surprised, like... I came in with mid-intentions, thinking the show this was show was nice, I'm not jumping on the roof freaking out about it, saying it's best anime of this century, or rather, even this decade. But I had fun, I enjoyed it, but when you guys presented it to me in a different format, it's a slow burn, it's something that has to ramp up, it's something that has to eventually get a story, you're not going to get it all at once. I think looking at that, looking at it from that lens is a better way to view it. And I, I did have a, a good time watching it, and I've, I have a better appreciation for it now hearing it from different aspects rather than just using my own kind of tunnel vision to say, "Slow anime is slow." No, lo-fi anime is cool is, is where I'll end it. but Frank
2: um final thoughts I gave this because Mal doesn't have points whatever's whatever's I gave it a nine on Mal I'd probably give an 8.5 to 8.75 like somewhere in that range like I I, it was one of my more enjoyable shows last season um I think I enjoyed uh Licorice Recoil and Maiden Abyss a bit more last season than I did this one uh for different reasons but um yeah the show was brilliant I love the source material so I knew I was going to like the show outside of the one concern for art, but that, you know, that was quickly negated. Um, I I really do like the show, but I don't think that I would recommend it to everyone because of how much of a slow burn it is and how little is kind of shown off at the end. Because I know that, like, majority of the people that I do recommend shows to, that's not their style. They want a little bit more meat to the potatoes. And we got a lot of potatoes, which is a good, like, it's not a bad thing necessarily, it's just not everybody's, you know, meal of choice. So while I really certainly did enjoy it, I don't think that it's for everyone until a season two does come out. And that's when I can say, yeah, watch both seasons.
0: I, I don't know. I said everything I wanted to say, really. (laughs) My, uh, my final thoughts would just be if, if you enjoy, and, and I think I'm right in categorizing under the larger umbrella. If you enjoy slice of life, but you want a twist. You want that extra little added element to it. Like, like me, like I love slice of life, but I want something that gives it its unique appeal. That's why I like this season. I'm really into do it yourself. It's got cool art. It's got a cool premise. I think it's adorable as all hell. It's lovely. Uh, for before it was, um, I don't know, name any of them, uh, Akabee's sailor uniform. Uh, aquatope on white sand like it has to have some unique element for me to really go okay this stands out above the rest because blank and i think this call of the night ticks off every single box that i would want in terms of a slice of life that's also unique it's got the amazing art style it's got the great characters it's got the interesting premise and it's got the feel and vibe of what I would imagine a nighttime anime being, which is to just beat a dead horse over and over again. Lo-fi, very soothing, very relaxing, incredible. So while sure, I can see your point of view, Frank on maybe it's not being the best given the content you get out of the first season for, you know, to recommend it as an anime. I still feel like if, if you want to introduce someone to a slice of life, you know, don't show them, the cookie cutter ones for slice of life. Like even the ones that I love, like Nagatoro or Zaki or shit, like even Komi, like I wouldn't even show them those. I would be like, Hey, you want to look at like a really interesting one. And if you can appreciate this, then yeah, you can watch other slice of life and enjoy them too. I would show them this. I think in terms of uniqueness, in terms of just, Again, the overall feeling and theme and vibes of the entire show this stands out as a very, very strong slice of life that gives all of your unique attributes in in a show that you'd want in in a very fun and enjoyable package. So that's my take on call of the night. You guys are both wrong and you're stinky.
2: <laughs> okay, butthead. <my> <laughs>
0: Well, I guess with that,
1: thank you for joining us today. We appreciate any and all feedback. Uh, you can reach us out on Twitter. We got our link tree there. You can buy us a coffee, but at this point, I think it's going to get splashed in someone's face. Uh, but we look forward to chatting with you at Bakako Podcast on Twitter at at bakakopodcast.gmail.com for emails. Thanks, everyone listening, and I guess that was the call of the night.